This episode of Power Gauntlet is brought to you by Only One Burn. With your primary fuel compromised and your lander tumbling towards the surface, you must find a way to safely land using only your emergency fuel. Avoid plunging into mountainsides, buildings, and rubble as you attempt to land in a last-ditch effort utilizing your finesse as a pilot and, yes, only one burn. Test your landing skills on different planets and moons against other pilots from around the world as you climb the online leaderboards. Only One Burn is available now on Steam. Link in the description below. By the time we get done recording this, that coffee will be ready. I got a couple Yetis out Ooh. there for you guys to keep it nice and hot. Nice. Ooh, nice. I don't want coffee. I wasn't looking at you, bro. Why not? I know you don't want coffee. You looked right at me when you said it. You got dreamy eyes. What do you want me to say? Shit, I fucked up already. I don't even like doing that. I don't like even introducing it that way. I just like going. I like going it. Just going right in. Just going into it. You need a musical cue. You know, I do have. Oh yeah, you need some bumpers. I got. I do it post. I do it post. But I mean, is, you can do it in post, but I'm just saying, just start your podcast and then just use the music. To guess what? Fucking, we already started. Oh, hey. <laughs> in studio today, I've got Leyline Studios. We're talking game jams because you guys are the experts in game jams. We've done a few. The local experts, I would say. Yes. Uh, the experts at the round table. We also have Steve. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so give us a little background info on game jams because when you guys told me about this, I did not know what it was at all i was just like yeah whatever cool that sounds cool but if you guys want to go ahead and explain it real quick yeah for sure uh first time i ever heard about a game jam was back when we were in college and uh i think man i can't remember what it's called i think it's called ludum dare ludum Ludum dare whatever it's called yeah um and so the basic premise of a game jam is you uh wipe the slate clean and you say i'm starting from scratch and you have 48 hours to make a game from scratch to finish on a topic, essentially. That's the general premise. What so what games do you guys have going on then in your jams? Like what games have you created so far? Uh actually released we have Only One Burn, mm. which is like a Lunar Lander type game. The theme for that one was only one. So we were trying to think, you know, only one. A lot of people are probably gonna do only one life. Only one everyone uh, did only level. One yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what's great too about the jam is you get to see everyone else's submissions. You get to play them all for free. They're usually uploaded to whoever's hosting the thing. Usually itch.io does a lot. Um, so they've definitely gotten a lot more popular over the last few yeah. years. Um, so much so that now, for the most part, they're popularity contests. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, whereas before, you know, some of the early days of Ludum Dare, Ludum Dare, whatever it's called. <laughs> I, well, I heard somebody say Dare. Really? Was, yeah, and I, you know. It's you know, French for Dare. Ah, sure. <laughs> you know how they get. It's, how they get. It's Dare, <laughs> whatever. But anyway, um, I think in the early days, you know, a lot of it was you'd get like 48, you know, sub 50 entries. Um, the first one we participated in, which was the GMTK, the Game Maker's Toolkit Game Jam, he set a record for how many entries he had. And it was like 1500 game entries. Like not even people saying that they were participating in the jam. Cause it was like 5,000 people Thousands, said they were participating, yeah. wow. but a total of 1500 games on uh, one jam. Yes. One jam. <laughs> and so th- the problem you run into with that is he's one person throwing this jam. Say, so how do you judge that? That's the thing. So he didn't never played our game. So our game never got judged. 
You know what I mean? So we were never, you know, in the and there were no prizes for that one. It was just a it was jam for for jam's sake. But like we never got any recognition for it or anything like that because he played like 20 of these games and it's all based on um they had like user judging. So you go on, you play a game, you'd give it a rating based on how it adhered to the theme. Um, what the quality level of it was and like, you know, what the how the gameplay was. And then that rating would kind of bump you up. But it was, you know, it's aggregated. So I think we got total three people played and voted on our game. Um, they all rated it pretty high, but yeah. you've only got three votes. So it doesn't make that big of a difference. You know, it's not like a and of course, we're not memeable people so you know we made a legit game most people went the meme route you know and they'll make this game kitty cat you know whatever which when you're scrolling through everybody's like oh that looks funny and they click it and then they play it and then you know that game gets like 100 votes or whatever it is right yeah meme trumps talent so every time does it go on like a a whole so i People vote on these games and then like they decide a winner and at the end is there like a prize or anything like that or is it just to get your game out there just to get a name out there? Well, it depends, it depends on the depends jam. Depends on jam. Yeah. Uh the one that we just did most recently was actually hosted by Epic Games. Uh so that one was really great and there was a lot of like one through twenty fifth place had prizes with full gaming rigs and stuff is the what was the latest one you did? Is that only one burn or no that was uh Terminal Velocity Racing League. Okay. The most recent jam that we just did and the theme for that one was down to earth mm. the theme. So yeah. uh to continue our track of always being space based games for well, whatever reason I mean, when we do a jam. It happens. Yeah, we did a like high altitude uh like a Halo skydive race. So you jump from a like a platform in space and you raced all the other skydivers down to the ground, and that was. I was gonna say I uh, saw that one on uh, on your guys' YouTube channel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is what Leyline Studios, uh-huh. correct? Or is it YouTube right. slash Leyline? Uh, it's Leyline. Okay, it's Leyline Studios. Yeah, yeah. It should be Leyline Studios. So it, uh, one of the main reasons there's a video that goes live whenever we do a jam is because most of the submission criteria for the jam would be to create a video of the gameplay. Okay. Now. I would imagine nine times out of ten, the reason for creating a video is because you can't expect them to play your game. Um, the cool thing about the Epic Mega Jam, though, is they played every game. Um, at least one of the judges did. And so there's you know a Twitch stream where he goes through and he plays our game, um, which is kind of cool to, to, to see. Yeah. You know? I mean, at least you get some eyes on it that way. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. good that it doesn't just go underneath the radar where no no one plays it just because it doesn't have a cool thumbnail or right. anything along those lines. But you still, so there's still a ton of subjectivity, right? You know, this one person goes through, creates a list, and, and they have a very finite amount of time because the more entries they have, they can't play every game for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, so they go through, they play a game for a few seconds. Um, and then what I noticed they did is they had a spreadsheet and they would basically just give like a user score. So anybody that was watching the stream at that time could vote and then they'll, they'll have a user score and then they create their own score where they say, you know, is it worthy? Is it not worthy? Is it just trash or, you know, is it pass or whatever? And our game, this latest one, if I remember correctly on his spreadsheet, it was a good, it got, <laughs> yeah, it got, it got good. good. Yeah. Good's good. A good yeah. is good. Good's good. It wasn't like a make it to the next round, but it was still good. Yeah. You know, it wasn't now, trash. So now, I'm okay with that. When it goes to like his, like as he's judging all of them, did he give a lot of the games a good 
Or was it a lot like a fair or poor no, or something like that? So was he fair about that? I think there was a total number. If there were, man, I can't remember how many entries there were. I think this entry, did I get 400? 400 or so it's like 456 there? entries. I think 30 or 40 of them got good. And then like there were 20 or 10 or 15 that had the rating above that, which was they were going to then replay those with a larger group of people and then start judging them so we didn't make that like final judgment phase yeah but i mean you know 30 out of 400 hell yeah i think that's yeah, pretty right. good. that's awesome that's i mean a top right. top percentile you know 90th percentile or whatever it is yeah so what do you guys find like the most challenging when it's when you're making these jams because i know you said before that coming up with a concept is not the difficult part no. about you know you people give you hey let me video game about a paper clip and you're like okay whatever so what is the most challenging part about that 48-hour time limit window? So um, me personally, I think it's just the collaboration of it. And it's it's not even us collaborating. It's, you know, Dustin's got a baby. I got, you know, we both have full-time jobs. And it's like, how do you really carve out? And the Epic Game Jam is, is way more than 48 hours. Yeah, I think they give you like a whole week, week almost. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, I live a life. I have a wife. I can't be like, hey, wife, I'm not going <laughs> to see you for, you know, <laughs> 120 hours. It's like I, I can't go underground. I have to live. I have to eat. I have to go to work. I got to do all this other kind of stuff. So that's literally the hardest part, in, in my opinion. Yeah. If we had an office space where we could go yeah. and for eight hours a day, like that was our job was to jam these things out and work on them and you know, have a server where we get to put everything together, all the files, and have a central hub that we work out of, that would be awesome. Because right now it's, yeah, a lot of jumping back and forth with thumb drives and hard drives. And yeah, we have, like, no legitimate source control. So anytime we're working on anything, it's, it's hey, I got I got a new version. <laughs> what what version are you working out of? <laughs> it's like, yeah. have, you, have you made any changes to this file specifically? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. I was, I was, I was drunk. And I was just, you know what I mean? I was just so, working on it. <laughs> so it's always, I think that, that for me is at least one of the more, you know, difficult aspects of doing it. But I personally, I think we've gotten really good at being oh, yeah. able like some people would think coming up with an idea is the hard part. Dude, we, we come up with ideas so fast. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we, we ever took more than like, 15 minutes 10 minutes no. to come mm -hmm. up with an initial idea for all of those jams no because yeah. it just snowballs you know he'll say something weird and then i'd be like yeah that's dope and nice. i'd be like oh <laughs> what if you did this and then it's like and then like five seconds later i get a text message and it'd just be like how about this <laughs> And then I'll just say, I'll, I'll even preface it. I'll say incoming wall of text. Yes, we've yeah. been doing that lately. <laughs> because you guys have been working together for fucking, what, 20 years now? I mean, it's yeah. been a fucking while. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, like, just getting that, at least you guys understand how each other work. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. The shorthand that I can just send over and know is exactly what I'm looking at or looking to, to do in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so with a couple of these under yes belts, like, what have you guys improved on, like, from game to game where the next time you go do a jam, you're like, okay, we could streamline this better. Because I'm assuming every time you do a game jam, you get a little bit better and better each time. Like your files aren't going to overlap or whatever. Like yeah. you, you put a little bit more structure in there to actually understand, okay, well, this is how we could get this out much quicker. So like what have you guys improved on just working on these? Because it's a unique task, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not like yeah. developing any other thing. Like this is like, okay, we got 48 hours to do this. Well, we've completely negated having to be in the same room at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I set up a, a totally separate like Google Drive that we have is like our company drive kind of, and we have all of our working files out of there, and we've just 
up live update. I'm just saying, hey, I uploaded these textures, I uploaded these assets to here, made a folder for it, everything's worked out. I think file structure is probably the biggest thing that we've improved on. You know where you can go look, you can look under assets, you can look under reference images and find all those things that you need. And then um, if I do find time, like at work, I can just open up that shared drive and know I can just pick right back up where I was, start working on it, send him an email with, hey, this is everything that it changed. And we get the work from there. It's been working. I mean, it's, it's nice too because we don't, we don't spend any time assigning tasks because we already know exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like, you know, at a certain point I have to accept that pretty much most of the artistic direction for the game is going to fall onto his plate. So I avoid nine, you know, times out of 10, anything artistic. And I'm just like, look, he'll take care of that. So I focus most of my time on the programming and making sure that the prototype is functional. And then sending him a lightweight prototype because one of the other issues we always run into is since we work remote, I can't send him a four and a half gig file, you know, it'll take forever to download. So right. I try and make it as light and as small as possible, which is just the raw gameplay boiled down, get it to him. He takes it, makes it look pretty, you know, bounces it right back to me. And then I just start fleshing it out at that point. And then what we do is at the very end of the jam period, we then he he continues fleshing out how good it looks. But since he's working off of that prototype I gave him in the beginning, all I have to do is reintegrate all the stuff that he made look that much better. So yeah, I have some kind of framework, some kind of backbone to work yeah. off of instead of just a big open world. And then somehow he has to rectify what I made. So, yeah, we yeah, the, the workflow that we have works great for it. Yeah. So depending on the because you guys said that you like have a heavy space theme when it comes to your guys' games, like where do you get your inspiration from when you build a level out to like you know, I'm pulling these resources from this. Like I'm thinking of, cause we were talking about the Mandalorian earlier and like how they go back to like practical effects and they go back to like that original star Wars filming. Like, is there something that you go back to and you're like, okay, this is how I want it structured. I, I think. And the reason we keep going back to space is because space is hard. <laughs> space has, is very challenging thing. It's, it's a challenge to go to space. It's a challenge to be in space, to work in space, exist in space Travel space, observe space is hard. So when you're tasked with making a game and putting some kind of challenge in front of someone, the theme tends to seem to be leaning that direction just because by default that environment breeds difficulty as it is. So you say only one and you think of all the different things that are hard, like, okay, it's yeah, a game with one life sure fits that theme. Man, is that a broad brush? What kind of game is it? A first-person shooter, third-person shooter, side-scroller? Is it uh, RTS? You know, what do you do with just one life? But you pin it down. Only one. Okay, we only one. What's difficult? Reentry is hard, and mm -hmm. you only have one burn to make it happen. Oh, now you're talking. It can be physics-based. You can put wind forces and planetary forces and gravity and obstacles and all the things that challenge something as difficult as trying to land a lunar lander. An impossible task in real life. <laughs> yeah. And you translate that to a game, oh, that works out great. We choose to go to the mall. <laughs> this decade. Yeah, so I think uh, one of the things we've also gotten really good at doing is whenever we see the theme announcement, <laughs> the first thing we do is get out of the way what everybody else is going to be do. doing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So if this, if this, <laughs> if this jam has 2,000 entries and the theme is only one it's like okay everybody's gonna do only, only one, one gun yeah only one everybody's gun. gonna do only one button 
everybody's gonna do only one life like those are the three you can get them out of the way right now knock those out of the way but the problem is is that is not how you win a game jam because you know again like that first one that we did was mainly a popularity contest right Mm -hmm. so you know we had a unique kind of take on the theme but that doesn't necessarily guarantee that somebody's going to go, oh, you know, I really like how they went with the theme there. You know, I can definitely kind of see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's strange. And I don't want to sound bitter, but this the latest jam we did, the winners, I mean, they had the flimsiest connection to the theme. You know what was it? Because it was coming to Earth or down to Earth, down, down to, earth? to Earth. So what was it? The so for you know just for and instance, this is not like I don't want to bash again, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, like I'm that. not bashing it. You know, whatever. But um, I am bashing it. But <laughs> <laughs> the so the one of the first winners that they showed on the stream was this game where you are in an office. It's a VR game. You're in an office and you're supposed to be running this like PowerPoint presentation. And uh, the objective is you have to make sure that everybody's paying attention. And so it's a multiplayer game and people are sitting at the table and you have to make sure that they're paying attention to your presentation. You have to follow the presentation and stuff like that. That How's that down to earth? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. The way they explained <laughs> it was, well, in order to get them to pay attention, you got to slap them, which brings them back down to earth. <laughs> ah, because they're daydreaming. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. No. Yeah. Come all on. Right. The three games that I saw were all a game that the background was a picture of a nebula. <laughs> and if it wasn't, you could have literally put it in anything. You could so, have put a picture of a meadow in the background or a tree. There was one where you had yeah. two balls and a, and a rope between the two. And the, they constantly spun around. Right. And then you had to hit space bar and it would lock one of the balls and then the other ball spun around it like that. And you made your way down to Earth across your image of satellites or whatever was in the background. Again, one, it could one have been of, anything. One of the games was really cool. It was about you play these cats on oh, a the spaceship. cargo delivery yeah. Uh, yeah. pipe or whatever it was. Well, space it was, elevator? It was, it was the one it was. it was the one that was just like um um, the cooking game. Uh, I forget what it's overcooked? called. Overcooked? Yeah, overcooked. It's just like oh, overcooked. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, you basically have to fix the spaceship as it's crashing down to Earth. I totally get it. Cool. Totally respect it. I thought that, I thought that game should have won, personally. Um, but there was another one that he said, you know, where it's like, it's this 2D kind of, ooh, look, you know, ooh, blitz, whatever. <laughs> but, like, the problem is, is when you see some of these injuries, you're like, did they really start working on this? When the jam started, now it sounds like it sounds like some of those they probably already had an idea. This is the game we're going to make. Yeah, when the theme gets announced, how do we how do we create art assets that line it up with the theme? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's just like and and the the again, I I I don't want to go down this road. You know what I'm saying? Because we have PR to think about. (laughs) But I'm telling you right now, the game that won. Come on, dude. I didn't like, even see which one won it. You didn't oh, see no, it? No. It was the one where you play as this like space uh you're a plant in a spacesuit. And it's a third person game. And and they even made a big deal about saying, Hey, it's a team full of artists. That's why the mm, game that's okay. why the game looks so good. Uh-huh. And you know, it's <laughs> the lighting. Oh my god, the lighting is so good in this game. It mm. just it's so fantastic. Look at the shadows wow. and this joint was so stupid. <laughs> I, I mean, it basically. VR. <laughs> get, get in here. Bas- basically, all they did was they took the third person template, right, mm-hmm. and they swapped. They, you can tell if it was a team of five people making this game, 
they had uh four of them were artists and one person was like i'm gonna make a character model and they spent the whole they spent the whole week making this space character model cool all right fine whatever <laughs> the one person was like oh, i'm gonna divide the you know design the environment and you know whatever so they created this whole quote-unquote open world environment which was not it was not it was just a you know hey look we know how to do assets and do lighting and all that kind of stuff don't get me wrong it it was a good looking game True. i'm just i'm i'm saying if the point of this jam is to really go outside your comfort zone create something unique in a short amount of time that wasn't it so with these jams like you know in advance that these jams are happening you know when the jam yeah. is happening you don't know what the theme is the theme is only revealed as soon as the jam starts oh wait till i tell you how this the, the one that won how they adhered to the theme oh okay because yeah. i already explained what the game was yeah. right you played this plant, plant and a spacesuit and all that kind of stuff the theme the way it fit the theme is the beginning of the game when you turn the game on you know how it says uh start game uh credits and quit yeah guess what the start game button said down to earth Send seed down to earth. Down to earth. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Down um, to earth. Commence uh, down to earth cutscene and then jumping on mushrooms. Oh, right? okay. So down to earth. Yeah, I, I, I get it. 100%. We're on earth now. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So it's very loose is what you're saying. Uh, it's not even so much that it's loose. It's just like sometimes you question. You're like, what, what are the judges looking for? Yeah. I just don't know. So when you look at all these games, because there's thousands of them, is there something that you're like, okay, well, the the judges are looking for this specific thing. Let's think about building a game like that. Or is it like you see the, the array of games, like you said before, and you want to do like a complete opposite of what the, well, the mass total is, you know? There's a contradiction because what the judges are looking for are memes. That's the world we live in. Yeah. But whenever we start a project, we always start in the opposite end of that yeah, right. of that spectrum. Eliminate those memes. What yeah. are those things that everyone's going to do? Get rid of those. Because <laughs> we're like, we're like, what is everybody going to do? What what's a me- what's memeable right now? And then we're like, okay, let's do the exact opposite of that because we, you know, we take we take this pretty seriously. Yeah, we want to stand know? out. What we want to yeah. make is something awesome and not right. Yeah, fit that same There's cookie cutter or the meme that everything else is. Very little memeable about our projects. Now, I also have to admit that doing that and going down that road might be putting us on the wrong end of history. You know what I mean? Especially uh, if it is a popularity contest, like you said. Right. Which, yeah, it's not going to get you that the popular vote, right? right. I mean, it's going to stick to your guys' guns, right? I mean, you're going to stick to your guys' well. themes. Yeah, but if it's not Super Meat Boy reskin in space, you're not going to get <laughs> any uh, votes. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's true. If If... So they had subgenres on this latest one, um, and one of the subgenres was uh, space cats. You had to integrate space cats somehow. Space in, cats into the overall down to earth. So right. if you put space cats, you get a, a plus bonus. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, we decided, you know, that we were like, well, let's not do cats <laughs> because <laughs> cats are the alter. That's the original internet meme, right? You yeah. know. And I had no interest in doing anything like that. So should kind of should have made it a duck. <laughs> oh God! Don't get us started. It's a yeah. goose. It's a goose. Steve. Steve. First Please. of all, it's a goose. <laughs> Second of all, don't bring that up. Yeah. All right. So I guarantee you that's not a route. <laughs> Steve wants this podcast to, to go. go down. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, it could go down there, but it's not going to fit in the between thirty-minute time limit. <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah. So, I haven't had enough beer. So, about so when when you guys are looking for jams, is there something that you guys like 
look for in advance or is it like, eh, let's just see what's on the on the site today? You know, is there something that you are thinking about joining in the future? Because th- I know they because I was looking up a website and I had like a, I think it was that dot IO. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, a Nokia 3310 jam. And I was just <laughs> like, OK, that's pretty cool. Like you have to fit the resolution. You can only use those two color schemes. Whatever it is, you have to use the keypad kind of mm-hmm. thing. I thought that was really cool if you could find a game that's like a snake, you know, where you're doing something similar but actually have it be, you know, a little bit more modern. Yeah. we. I think we are going to vet the jams a little bit. At least I want to mm-hmm. a little bit more. The The second jam that we attended, we actually didn't uh, complete the jam. Uh, and that one was we were going to make a uh, FTL. You guys know Game Faster Than Light? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were going to make uh, a game that based around that mechanic, but in 3D. What is third the, person? What is the faster than light? I haven't heard of that. Uh, it's a top down. You look at a spaceship, again, space based, and uh, it's a roguelike. So every time you play it, it's different. Everything's random. You make a jump to the next jump, and you encounter. Uh, it could be an enemy ship, could be a pile of junk, it could be a space station. You don't know, and you plot your course, and you make your way from one side of the universe to the other, trying to outrun the Federation that's on your tail. Okay. Uh, and your ship is just made of a bunch of rooms, and you have your crew, and things happen. So as you're fighting another ship, maybe they laser your uh, engine room. Your engine room's now on fire. you got to move your guys over to either put out the fire, or you, maybe you can open the doors and let the vacuum of space suck all the fire out of the engine room. But either way, your engines are on fire, so you can't jump <laughs> you know there's a bunch of different cool things that could happen we were gonna do that in 3d in third person and still do the same thing run to each room work on all the stuff um and we got about halfway through that project before we realized this is a really cool idea <laughs> so i think we're gonna shelve this and actually turn it into a full-fledged game there's no need to rush everything now for the sake of the jam and then have to go back and rebuild everything all the coding that we built you know, in a hurry, or the level design that we built in a hurry, we can work on that later. Well, especially when we realized that, like, there was no way we were going to win that jam. Oh, you yeah. Know? I think a lot of it has to do with, the, like, the vetting the jams is really all about, like, the rules and the legitimacy of the jam. Um, one of the reasons I was excited to do the Epic Jam is because I knew they had judges that were going to go through and play every game. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, that gives us a fighting chance. Because if you play our game, and then hate the game, like, that's a completely different story than if you play it and you're like, wow, this is actually pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm impressed with what they were able to put together. But, again, if the game that wins that jam is essentially just one of their template objects with, you know, really, really good graphics, then that kind of gives you an indication as to what they're looking for for their jams, you know, their jam winners. Yeah, they um, want people to show off their engine. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what they're looking to do. That second, the, the one that we did that we didn't finish... It took us a little while to get going on that one mm-hmm. because the theme was so loose. Do you even remember what the theme was? Um, it was take. It was two D <laughs> to three D. Yeah, was the theme, and so that's yeah. One of the reasons we quit that jam is because um, we started to realize what they were looking for wasn't necessarily like a good game. What they were looking for was for you to take an element that is a part of a two D game or a three D game and convert that from whatever dimension it was in into the opposite dimension. Okay. So, for instance, what we were doing, you know, on ours, was taking the 2D elements of FTL and turning it into a 3D game, right? Gotcha. When you really think about it, that that kind of produces, you know, a singular kind of area where a lot of people are going to go, where it's like, oh, I'm going to take, you know, 
a really cool 3D game that I like. I'm going to make a 2D pixel art version of it, you know, because that's that, that's the world we live in. Yeah, it, as like far more, as the indie like game. A more creative idea would be something similar like Paper Mario, where yeah. it is like 2D characters in a 3D world. And, and uh, wasn't that the example that he the showed? The example he showed was yeah, <laughs> yeah. a mechanic of like Mario Climbing Galaxy or something Galaxy, like that. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, oh, I turned it into a 2D game. And I was just like, I remember getting halfway through that jam and we, I think we met up at for, for wings or beer and I was just like, dude, yeah, there's there's no way. There was forum posts. People were confused on what the, how to implement the theme, how far can you take the theme. So again, uh, you don't know that the theme is going to be conv- you know, complex or convoluted like that or maybe not too focused, but we did, could know uphand that this was the first time this dude ran a jam that's true that's true the, the <laughs> other know? thing you really have to be you know cognizant of is like jams are getting more and more popular right and so like the person that put that jam on his youtube channel had exploded like the month before mm-hmm. and so you know he was kind of on the cusp of you know getting really popular and gmtk like crushed the jam record with the amount of entries because gmtk is now super popular and so everybody who has a YouTube uh, game creation channel is like, well, I, I got to you have to hop on the game jam, you know, bandwagon. And so Mixing Jam was like, hey, you know, here's this Mixing Jam game. And so we, we were coming right hot off the heels of that GMTK jam. And I think one of the reasons I was super amped is because I was like, dude, in 48 hours, we created the best game we've ever made you know what i mean and so it was like why not keep that going why not keep doing them um but we realized almost immediately it was like maybe this isn't (laughs) such a good idea because i have i did watch uh uh like a top 20 it was the only one series of game jams and he did like a top 20 uh of his, you know, top games that he did, yeah, that he reviewed, and a lot of them were retro looking, you know. And I don't, is it that much easier to produce no. a retro God, looking no. game? Mm-mm. No, mm. it's just that's the indie landscape. That's just how the style is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which I figured that's, you know, a lot of people. I mean, retro gaming is starting to get really big again, and you know, collecting and everything like that. Where I thought I was like, okay, well, I mean. I know you two primarily do 3D things, and I was like, okay, I guess 2D is that much easier where you can do a game jam no, where it's... Absolutely not. Yeah, it's just, it's <laughs> expected. People, you're making an indie game, and the indie game's supposed to look a certain way. Um, yeah. It's it's interesting. Um, we have a friend, uh, Adam uh, Farster, and mm-hmm. he's a comic book artist, and he always attends uh, uh, Chicago Comic Con, C2E2, and awesome. I was able to work with him for a couple of years. And uh, he is an indie comic book artist, produces his own comics, published by himself, hand-drawn by himself, all that stuff. Um, and then he got picked up by some publishing companies, and now he's got, like, the best-selling uh, indie comic in, like, the past two years or something like that. He's selling great. He's got a kid's book published now that he did the illustrations for and all that. He is shunned by the indie comic book community because he's successful <laughs> that he got to the point where people want to publish his comics that he's not drawing each page on a napkin and xeroxing that in on a copy machine and using staples to hold it together he's not he's not indian he's not he's indian. not indie enough yeah. the in, no, guy one man show doing it all drawing it illustration writing assembly cover hyping it out selling it pitching Boxing, shipping out. That's the struggle, man. 
Like for real, like I in and, and I've gotten better at ignoring <laughs> random YouTube and, and, <laughs> and Twitter comments. But uh you'd be surprised how many people are like, you know, we're we're a duo, right? There's mm-hmm. two of us making this game. If there were only one of us making the game, it would be like twice as popular. Yeah, probably, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, solo de-. And don't get me wrong. I totally get it. Like, you're one person making a game. Like, that's awesome. That's fantastic. But, like, there's no, di- there's not really any difference between, like, you making that game on your own when you totally could just be like, hey, I know somebody who knows how to draw. I know somebody who knows how to do this. It's just you don't want to bring them in. That doesn't necessarily add any legitimacy to the, the game mm-hmm. itself. Maybe the process, but not the game. But you're absolutely right. There's... There's this huge like push for like indies who are like I'm um, super hardcore indie. I only program my games in Python. Yeah, I'm starting in Python. Cobalt only. <laughs> Just because we're not making our game in in hardcore machine yeah. code doesn't mean it's it's not legitimate. You know, right. it's all an art form and. We just choose what we choose. I, I'm not a programmer, man. I'm not, dude. I'm not about to sit down and start writing hardcore Python. To make a game, if, if, yeah, right. You know, that's the the one comment that's gotten to me the most out of any of them because I do left them all off because I'm on YouTube all the time. Right. But the one to do is just like, uh, man, not bad looking for a, a Unreal game. And I was like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. I, this isn't Vidi RPG Maker Seventeen. It's <laughs> Unreal. It's what's powering your Halo. It's what's powering Call of Duty for the past. 30 years what do you mean an unreal game that's it that's the triple a engine i'm sure you heard of a little game named fortnite (laughs) (laughs) it's the triple a engine it's what everyone uses havoc and all that that's what do you what do you mean oh not bad for an unreal game what is what is what what's the non or i guess what's the indie expectation of what an unreal game is supposed to look it blew my mind it's my mind gatekeeping gatekeeping yeah the community jealous of anyone that actually has any success or better talent than them so well, they that's, have to j- bring it down that's the crazy thing is, is i almost think it's more difficult now i you know i i keep telling dustin on, on our personal you know chat that <laughs> this is <laughs> some of the most depressing <laughs> things i've ever done absolutely because you know we went to school for this mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i still have fifty thousand dollars worth of you know student loan debt for stuff that people learn in a weekend on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's depressing because we're working really hard to do this, but because it's so widely available and because it's super free and everybody can do it, it's almost trivialized specifically for that reason. You know what I mean? So like I I I know you have to laugh off YouTube comments, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, man, every one of them cuts deep. Well, you know, I was, I was saying every single it, one, you know, I was looking at you guys' YouTube today and uh, I was looking at the uh, Death Stranding system that you guys created, you yes. know, and even those comments were like, oh, another system, just a rip off of Death Stranding, you know, you guys, blah, 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 and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, fucking calm down. Yeah. You know, there's like 500 views and like 12 comments and like eight of those comments are like purely negative. And I'm like, I all spent right, calm three down. hours today. <laughs> typing up responses to those comments <laughs> and the fact that you don't see responses is just evidence of my self-restraint you know there's just so many trolls out there that just want to get i, think we, I don't even think it's trolls man i just think it's just like you know when the the you have to consider every person that looks at a video because i do the same thing you know if i look at a video it's going to take a hundred videos before i decide hey 
I'm going to leave a comment because I have something unique to say about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like you just you reach that point where and, and it's it's positive because it means that people are viewing that video enough to say, hey, you know, every 1000 person who views it is like, I'm going to leave a comment. It's just that comment is like, I don't, I, I struggle to see any logic behind it. And it's not me saying, you know, hey, this person is, is a douche or anything like that. It's just like, no, I get, what are you thinking about? I mean, about? it's something that you're, that you're very passionate about. I mean, you spent yeah. time to make the game, make the art, make the YouTube video, make the thumbnail. Do all this stuff. Take time out of your day and then to have like three comments and two of those three are like, hey, you fucking suck. Go kill yourself. It's just like, okay. That hurt yeah, you. I, you know, the my one, mom still loves me. The, right? the, <laughs> the one that depresses me the most is a, there is, so our, um, now, don't uh, don't say that too loud because we don't want the trolls to have any uh, sort of ammo mm-hmm. against you. Well, no, here's the thing. If more people made the same comment, I would feel less less bad about it. But anyway, <laughs> so our only one burn trailer video has the most views out of any video on our YouTube channel, right? Okay. And it's for two reasons. One, because it's a pretty decent video, if I don't mind so you know saying so myself. <laughs> and two, it's because that game is so widely pirated. On mm-hmm. Russian forums, it's is ab- extraordinarily <laughs> successful. Like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> more people have played that game than have purchased it on Steam, which is amazing. Yeah. And I, I, I don't even know how that's possible. But there's only one comment on that video, and it is something along the lines of, I, I can't, you know, accurately quote it here, but it's something along the lines of, "Hey, remember when these games were only shitty on Flash?" <laughs> 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 When I wake up in the morning, I go to that YouTube video, I look at that comment, and I just go, I hate my life hate so everybody. much. Why are we doing this? You know, that's, that's, I was, <laughs> that was the one comment. And here it is. Oh, here we by go. Pavlico three months ago. Remember when shit games like this would only be released on some crap Flash games website? Good times. Oh, Good times. man. Yeah. Dude, that comment, that a, cuts deep. A that's a deep cut. Physics built 3D asset game in Flash. I, well, not to get you guys down, and I don't want to get you guys down. That's not what we're here for. No, it's all good. <laughs> now, I appreciate what you guys do. You guys are actually the sponsor of this fucking episode, hey. so I'm I'm happy for it. If there was one thing that you guys were going to, that would tell somebody else, give them some tips about game jams or even game development in general, what would it be? Don't do it. Stay far away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I I do think more people need to do jams because I I have a feeling that it is a uh is for how many submissions there are and how, for how growing the uh industry is with the tools being made more and more available, it is still a very small pool of people that bring uh originality or anything new to the I don't want to say new to the table because there's a bunch of talented people out there, but um that core what makes up the the indie scene, what makes up the game jam scene. Uh, it does need some injection of life. It needs people to bring in and varying opinions, varying opinions, different ideas. We need less space cats, and we need yes. more God, yes. far-reaching ideas. We need more, you know, crazy out of, I would out say, of right I field would, uh, yeah. opinions and games. I would say do the jams, do the jams, do the jams, do the jams. And and what I mean by that isn't necessarily like, hey, if you're working on a jam, do a jam or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, is and I, I know this for a fact because I was this person. There is somebody somewhere right now working on a project that they have been working on for seven years. 
and they're like trying to make every single aspect of it perfect. And what they need to do is they need to put that whole project in the trash bin right now. I'm dead. I'm dead serious. Put Go it on. in the trash bin and start working on something that they're going to finish in 48 hours. Mm, because yeah. I swear we worked on Streets of Blaze for a year and a half. And I learned more making only one burn in 48 hours about that engine than I did in that whole year and a half working on that game. Oh, yeah. Working under the, those constraints make you... Yeah, have to learn. Because when you encounter like a problem, you know, if I encounter a problem when I was working on the streets because we had no real deadline for it, you know, it's like you encounter a problem, you're like, oh, I guess I'll just beat my head against the keyboard for four <laughs> weeks until I figure yeah, this yeah. problem out. Something else. And... But when you encounter that problem in a jam, it's you don't have time to do that. So what you do instead in your mind, your mind goes, well, I can't figure that out. Well, let's come up with three random ass ideas that may circumvent that problem. And then you end up realizing when you go with one of those one of those routes, you're like, oh, that was so much simpler in the first place. Why, why was I even you yeah. know, thinking about that? And so I, I would just my recommendation and, and this is words I live by. I tell my wife this. I tell everybody this, man. There ain't nothing to it but to do it. Just do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. And doing a jam really helps reinforce that that mentality because i think for um like if you have a hundred shitty finished projects you're gonna be way better at the end of that than somebody who's been working on one three-quarter polished turd for 10 years brings up uh the comment from our buddy justin out and uh he's making the doom trooper uh Mm. card game and, you know, we were like, oh, we have, uh, you know, the sale running on only one burn in the streets of blaze. And uh, I forgot what his comment was, but he was just like, man, we've only been I've only been in the industry for 30 years and worked on this game for seven. And I don't have a single game on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We got we have two it's games true. that you could buy on the public marketplace, the number one marketplace for PC games. I'm you telling can buy you, man, two of our products. If it, and and it sucks because like I've been that person. Like there, I've spent years on one sketch, you know, and it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, because after two years, you just turn around, and you look, and you're like, I wasted two years of my life doing nothing and it's depressing (laughs) and it sucks (laughs) yeah but when you finally when that that little tiny switch in your brain clicks and it goes hey maybe everything i do doesn't have to be perfect it just needs to be finished then all of a sudden you're like oh my god you know i just finished 10 sketches over the weekend and i'm better than i was for that whole two-year period just trying to refine that one line dude it's 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 night and day and i wish um everybody could just wake up <laughs> and and realize that but i i also you know in in my realization of that i also realized it took me 10 years to learn that so yeah. maybe everybody has to go through that learning process it sucks but yeah yeah because you think you want to pamper one thing and mold it and create it and it'd be the perfect thing and you know it's your you know seventh symphony and it's taking you yeah three years to refine it into the perfect gemstone it is and Maybe you like it by the time it's done, but 
maybe there's not an audience for that thing now that you started three years ago and maybe it's not going to resonate as much and well yeah in that's, that three I, years I even, time how I'd, many things could you have put out i didn't even think about the fact that yeah in three years you know something you're working on isn't even going to be relevant, relevant at that point anymore. especially if you started it off you know meme wise and you're like ooh, this is popular right now thank thank goodness when we start a project we don't go down that route hey what's popular right now yeah i yeah. guess that's really true yeah all the zombie games that like uh Oof. days gone that just came out like started work when zombies were really popular and hot like eh. <laughs> zombie games. people still playing last of oh, us is last of us still last a thing of us. Oh my God. <laughs> this is not a game bashing podcast <laughs> i appreciate you guys's take though i'm, don't, not, I'm don't, not bashing it don't I'm just, bash my favorite I, game on the ps3 oh, i'm right, just saying enjoy I'm, last I'm, just, yeah. I'm just hey kidding. i love last i only i only played like the first uh 15 hours or so i didn't get through the mm. whole thing but i did enjoy what i played yeah but so I think what it what it really boils down to is, man, you just got to sit down and you just got to do it. Yeah. And you got to finish. You not just do it. You got to finish it. Um, I I have this book that I absolutely love, and it's called Art and Fear. Um, and it's it's pretty cool. It's, it's basically just about how if you call yourself an artist and you don't make art, you're basically nothing. <laughs> right. That's All the right. equivalent. But the cool there's a cool passage in the book where they talk about this uh, pottery professor. And the, basically what he did was he split the class into two groups. And he said, one group, your grade at the end of the semester is going to be 100% based on the volume of projects you submit. So, like, you know, however many projects you submit, if you submit 100, you know, that's a great grade. If you submit two, that's a terrible grade, whatever. And then the other half of the class, he says, you are going to be graded 100% on the quality of whatever project you turn in. So just one project, but however good it is, that's how good it is. And uh, basically the passage continues and it says at the end of the semester, he looked at all of the, the projects and the people who had the better projects were the ones who had to do the volume because they weren't focused on trying to make one project super good. They were just focused on getting them cranked out, right? And every time you crank one out, you're learning something. You're like, ooh, this, this is bad. This is good. You know, this is good. I'm going to keep this. And you're rolling with it because you're learning, you're learning, you're learning, you're learning. And their projects were actually better than the people who were just focused on one because you're just focused on one. And it's just like, um, oh, yeah, because by the time you hit that, 90th 91st project you've learned from all your mistakes right you learn from your mistakes you don't learn from your accomplishments exactly so yeah i guess by the t by the time they hit that 100 mark they're like wow this is the best thing i've ever made yeah. and i only did it in two days versus Fail the guy that did it all year long yeah. Oh, yeah failure is a much better teacher than success is oh yeah absolutely yeah. nice well i'm gonna leave that at that i appreciate you guys coming on yeah for we're sure thanks for play, having us we're about to play some betrayal now oh yeah finish this Bitch up, <laughs> and then uh, it's you only could been ten months in the making. <laughs> <laughs> you could find Leyline Studios, only one burn in the link below. You could find Streets of Blaze in the link below. Uh, looking forward to playing it. Looking forward to uh, playing some new game jams that you guys would get going on the uh, whatever it's called <laughs> on the, the intranets. Uh, internet, <laughs> in, on the internet. So that is where they are located. Yes, man, these fucking goose islands are kicking in <laughs> really kidding. fucking good. <laughs> These are the IPAs, man. These are fucking nice. I don't like how minimalistic this can is. It is very it minimalistic. It kind of bothers me. Yeah. Oh my God, everything bothers you. I hate you so well, much. I do, you know. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're going to be starting the Star Wars episode coming up next, where we'll argue for the next hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening.